This faith and finance podcast is underwritten in part by Christian Healthcare Ministries. Are you finding it increasingly challenging to find affordable health care? Christian Healthcare Ministries is a budget-friendly, biblical, and compassionate healthcare cost-sharing alternative that aligns with your Christian values. And it's available in all 50 states and around the world. Learn more at chministries.org slash faithby. Back in 1897, Johnson Oatman Jr. wrote a hymn that remains a favorite even today. You probably know the refrain, count your blessings, name them one by one. Hi, I'm Rob West. That well-loved gospel song contains a very important theme for the Christian life, gratitude. We'll talk about that today, then we'll take your calls at 800-525-7000. That's 800-525-7000. This is Faith and Finance, biblical wisdom for your financial journey. Well, last year was the 100th anniversary of Johnson Oatman Jr.'s death. He wrote the words to 5,000 hymns in his lifetime. Count Your Blessings was his masterpiece, offering comfort and reassurance with its timeless theme of gratitude to the Lord. Well, gratitude is certainly an appropriate topic at this time of year with Thanksgiving coming up. I'm sure we will all count our blessings as we gather with family and friends, remembering the goodness of God. Of course, gratitude is more than just a holiday feeling. First Thessalonians 5.18 says, Giving thanks is an essential part of the Christian life. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. So let's look at the hymn more closely. There's deep truth in these verses Johnson Oatman wrote over a century ago. Uh, The first verse says, When upon life's billows you are tempest-tossed, when you are discouraged, thinking all is lost, count your many blessings, name them one by one, and it will surprise you what the Lord has done. Gratitude has the power to lift us out of fear and discouragement. Psalm one eighteen four and 5 gives a testimony of this. Let those who fear the Lord say, His steadfast love endures forever. Out of my distress, I called on the Lord. The Lord answered me and set me free. When you focus on your problems, they can seem overwhelming. Gratitude refocuses your heart and mind on the Lord. In light of His protection and provision, problems seem much less scary. In John 16.33, Jesus said, In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Now, verse 2 of the hymn tells us that gratitude can calm our doubts when times get tough. Here are the words. Are you ever burdened with a load of care? Does the cross seem heavy you are called to bear? Count your many blessings. Every doubt will fly, and you will be singing as the days go by. Considering what God has done in your life will remind you that He loves you and will never leave you to struggle alone. Remember Psalm 23? Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Not only is gratitude effective in dispelling fear and doubt, it also helps us get our priorities straight. The third verse of the hymn puts it this way, When you look at others with their lands and gold, think that Christ has promised you His wealth untold. Count your many blessings money cannot buy, your reward in heaven, nor your home on high. 
We don't need to be jealous of the money and possessions of others because we know the treasure we have in the Lord is eternal, and it's much more satisfying than anything the world has to offer. The heart that treasures God with gratitude will be at peace. In John 14, 27, Jesus said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. The refrain of the hymn contains one of the best pieces of advice I can think of for Christians. Count your blessings, name them one by one. Count your blessings, see what God has done. When was the last time you took a break from the busyness of life and just counted your blessings? I challenge you to set aside a few minutes, even today, to list all the blessings you can think of, big and small. I think you'll be amazed at how many you come up with. Make this a challenge for the whole family, including your children. Here's an important reminder. It's not enough just to count your blessings. Anybody can do that. For Christians, there's a part two. Acknowledge that these good gifts are from the Lord and give thanks to Him for each blessing on the list. I promise you it'll be a joyful exercise. Here are the words to the final verse of Johnson Oatman's much-loved hymn. So, amid the conflict, whether great or small, do not be discouraged. God is over all. Count your many blessings, angels will attend, help and comfort give you to your journey's end. Well, I hope that classic hymn encourages you to count your blessings today, one of which is that I didn't sing it for you. I can promise you that. All right, your calls are next. The number, 800-525-7000. That's 800-525-7000. I'm Rob West, and this is Faith and Finance, biblical wisdom for your financial journey. Stay tuned. We are grateful for support from One Ascent Investments on the Faith and Finance program. They manage a comprehensive suite of value-based investment strategies designed to help Christian investors live aligned with what they value most. One Ascent believes that if your values inspire the way you live, they should also inspire the way you invest. This can be a unique form of worship. More information is available at investments.oneascent.com. That web address is investments.oneascent.com. Are you searching for a way to become a better, faithful steward of the resources that God has given you? Well, download the FaithFi app and join the 37,000 others who are already using our app. The FaithFi app will provide you with wisdom, community, and simply help you stay on track with your finances. We have three money management options to choose from, so find an option that fits your unique needs. It's available on desktop or mobile. Simply go to faithfi.com and click app to get started. Welcome back to Faith and Finance. I'm Rob West. We've got a few lines open today for your financial questions, 800-525-7000. That's 800-525-7000. Why do we take an hour a day out to talk about money? Is it so we can enrich ourselves? Is it so we can figure out uh, how many we can add a few zeros to our net worth? No, it's not that at all. It's that we recognize as we live with a biblical worldview that part of that 
uh, approach to our lives needs to include our finances. So we want to help you cultivate and develop not the culture's view of money, but God's view of money. There's the world's way, and then there's God's way, and they're they're entirely different uh, in every respect, and certainly that includes this area of money. You see, through a biblical worldview, we recognize that God owns it all, and we're a steward, and money is a tool, and we're to hold it loosely and give it generously, and that we should pursue contentment, and that we can align our spending and our investing with our values and priorities, and that you know we can allow money to compete with God for first position in our lives if we're not careful. So we need to be on our guard about the deceitfulness of riches. That's the goal here is to help you pursue a more intimate relationship with the Lord as you handle money in such a way that it's evident that God is your true treasure and not your things. That's our entire goal here on this program every day. Now, we recognize as a part of that effort, you have practical decisions you're making as you use God's money every day to live, give, owe, and grow. And we want to help you do that through a biblical worldview. So with whatever questions you have today in your financial life, give us a call, 800-525-7000. Let's head back to the phones to Clara in uh, Miami, Florida. Uh, Go right ahead. Yes. Hi, hi, Bob. Hi, uh, Rob. I'm 76 years old. Okay. I own a, re- a rental property, which I owe seventy thousand uh, on it, but it's worth four hundred right now. Okay. And um, I want to buy a condo for a hundred and fifty thousand plus closing cost. And the actual price on that on that is three hundred and thirty nine thousand. I yes. applied for a, a home equity loan for eighty thousand because I do have a one hundred thousand cash. I wish okay. I can tell you about all this in more detail, but we don't have time. This is all for the glory of God. Yes. Uh, Very good. Well, I'm delighted to have you on the program, Clara, and I understand what you're trying to do. So you want to buy this second rental property, this condo that would be $150,000 plus closing costs. Um, Are you considering using some of your cash to buy it, or are you wanting to borrow all of the money to make the purchase? No, no, because uh, no, I I, I want to do something with that money, which I have it for more than 40, 40 years. Um, and um, I, I just want to use it. That's, okay. That's, um, use it for, you know, for something like that to buy another okay. property. Because yes, the one that we rent, Yeah, go ahead. Well, when you say use that money that you've had for 40 years, are you talking about the equity in the first rental property or cash and savings? No, cash and savings, so 100,000. Okay, you have 100 in savings. And is that that all of your savings? So if you put all of that into the rental prop, this new condo, would you have any liquid savings remaining? No. Okay. So we don't want to do that. And maybe you're not suggesting you would, but we want to make sure we set a portion aside to keep in your savings so that you have what I call an emergency fund. Um, Let me ask you, Clara, if you were to guess how much you spend, not on the rental properties and the business, but just on your monthly expenses, what do you think you spend on a month's basis? I don't spend, um, I have everything down. Um, 
maybe uh, one thousand. Well, that counting the the new um, well. Uh, my expenses personally are only around six hundred something dollars. Okay. Uh, very good. So let's say it's a thousand. So you probably need, uh, you know, to have enough in the way of reserves for at least $6,000 for your personal savings. Now you also need reserves for the rental property. Now you got plenty of equity there, but what if an unexpected expense comes up? Uh, so typically what we would say is you'd probably want to take about 30% if you can of the rental income and set it aside for maintenance. Uh, another approach would be to say, uh, I'm going to, uh, you know, look at, at totaling up all of the known expenses I'm going to have. You, you know you need to replace a roof. You know you need to replace the air conditioner. Total all those up, and you could set that amount aside. But you're going to need, going to, need to determine how much of that 100000 you need to keep liquid to have as reserves, not for your personal expenses, but for that rental property specifically. Okay. And then once you determine what that number is, let's say it's 25,000, 6,000, you know, for your personal emergency savings. And then, uh, you know, another uh, 19,000 for, you know, the reserves on the rental property. Then I think you could take the remaining and put that toward this new property, which is going to be income generating. So that's good. And then the rest, you need to decide, do you want to get a home equity loan from the $400,000 property, or do you want to take a first mortgage out, um, you know, against the condo itself? Have you uh, talked to a lender about your options there? Yes, um, because I'm planning to do the, the 80000 that I want to borrow uh, to, to buy the condo cash. I, I only going to need, I'm, I'm going to have maybe $30,000 left, and that's what I was going to put my personal emergency money and, Great. and, and all that. Okay. Great. That's, that's so, my thinking, but, but I want to know if I'm doing the right thing without, yeah. because if the mortgage is 8.9%. Yeah, that's high because it's a home equity loan. So here's what I want you to do. I like the plan. As long as you're going to have enough income coming in between the two properties to more than cover the debt service. But I think you holding back 30, putting 70 in, borrowing 80 plus closing costs is the right approach. I'd love for you to reach out to my friends at Movement Mortgage at movement.com forward slash faith, movement.com forward slash faith. Get them to look at this and decide, is it better to get a mortgage on the condo or get a home equity loan on the $400,000 rental? I just want to find out the best way to structure the new loan to get that interest rate and closing costs as low as possible. Um, and so okay. it's either going to be a home equity loan against the $400,000 rental on top of the, the mortgage that you already have, uh, because you said you owe, I think, 70000 on that. Um, we, right. don't wanna re- we don't want to refinance <laughs> that. We want to leave that where it is and then get a look at getting a home equity loan on top or get a new mortgage on the condo, and the mortgage broker will be able to tell you which one will give you the very best rate. I'd love to try to, you know, have you get that uh, a 15-year fixed-rate mortgage at six and a half on the new condo as opposed to a home equity loan at nine. Um, that would be right, the best exactly. option, I think. Yeah. Right. Okay. Thank you. Okay. So, so uh, the, the, the place is called Movement Mortgage. Yeah, so here's the website. Do you use the internet? 
Well, not much, but I'm I'm going to have to. <laughs> okay. Uh, go to movement.com forward slash faith, F-A-I-T-H, movement.com forward slash faith. Put in your information okay. and they'll call you. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. May okay. the Lord keep blessing you. Thank you, <laughs> Bye-bye. Clara. Bye-bye. Well, we need to take a break. This is Faith and Finance. We'll be back after this. Because of my past health history, finding affordable health care was nearly impossible. But then I found CHM, where costs are not adjusted based on medical history. Christian Healthcare Ministries even provides the freedom to choose my own providers. And the best part? CHM members pray for me. Too good to be true? It's not. I'm a proud member of Christian Healthcare Ministries, and if you think it could be right for you, learn more at chministries.org slash faithfi. We are grateful for support from Praxis Mutual Funds. Praxis Mutual Funds has seven impact strategies that are designed to create positive real-world change. More information is available at PraxisMutualFunds.com. The fund's investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses are contained in the prospectus and summary prospectus. This and other information is available at PraxisMutualFunds.com. Investments involve risk. Principal loss is possible. Foreside Fund Services, LLC. Welcome back to Faith and Finance. I'm Rob West, your host. We're taking your calls and questions today on anything financial. 800-525-7000 is the number to call. Again, that's 800-525-7000. Let's begin with Emma Lynn in Illinois. Go right ahead. Hi. Yes, I'm 74 years old, and I just sold my condo and secured a mortgage to get a single family home that I've never owned before. And in between the selling and the securing the mortgage, I have $20,000 that I want to use just in case something happened and it'll be an emergency fund for the home. Right now I have $10,000 of that in a CD that will mature on the 26th of this month. And I have $10,000 still in a checking account. So I was wondering what would be the best thing to put that money yeah. Uh, when that CD matures, Emma Lynn, are you planning on rolling that over into a new CD or would you rather keep this money liquid? Well, the CD is rolling over every three months. So I think I see. rolling it over would be better. Yeah. And where do you have that CD? It's in a um, credit union account. Okay. And do you know what they're paying in their high yield savings? 4.85%. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, right now, um, you know, that's about as good as you're going to get, uh, 4.8 for high yield savings. So I would probably just go ahead and open a savings account there and, um, you know, move that 10,000 in as long as it's FDIC insured or in the case of a credit union, you would want to make sure it's NCUA insured, which just means it's backed by the full faith and credit of the United States government. Then, you know, you should be able to link, I would imagine electronically, if you're comfortable with that, that credit union account to your main checking account. And that way that money is out of your checking account. So you'd have the CD there and a savings account that's completely liquid. But if you needed any money, you'd be able to transfer it, you know, within a day or two at no cost uh, to have it readily available in your checking account. But it's not 
too readily available because I don't want it to get mixed up with your day-to-day spending account and therefore, you know, you may spend it without thinking about it. Um, so that would probably be the way that I would go. It would be safe. It would be liquid. You could have both the auto-renewing three-month CD alongside that high-yield savings. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Thank you okay. so much. All right. You're welcome, Emily. And God bless you. And uh, you enjoy that new home of yours. Uh, 800-525-7000 to Idaho. Hi, Karen. Go ahead. Yes, I have three I-bonds, Series I, and I've heard you talk about these on, on the, the radio. From my, They're made out to me, so I understand that, um, well, they, they're from 2001, so they're pretty soon they're going to be no good. I need to cash them in. But I'm worried about having to pay income tax. Should I do the whole thing? Should I divide them up or wait until I'm 80? Would that make it less, cost me less money? I don't think so. And I think you can do much better than the I-bonds will be paying. They were very attractive recently. Uh, the interest is taxed in the year the bond is redeemed or reaches maturity, whatever comes first. These are 25-year bonds. They can renew for th- five more years, so a total of 30. But you would be better served, uh, Karen, to go ahead and pay the tax on that and then uh, you know move that into a high-yield savings or a CD. You're going to do better in either of those with the same government backing. Um, and so you would probably redeem those. Um, you know, you could do that, uh, treasurydirect.gov. Um, you probably just want to check with your CPA and see, um, you know, whether you want to spread this out over two tax years uh, or whether, you know, it would uh, uh, be better just to go ahead and do it all in the same year. But in either case, I would, you know, do it between now and the 1st of January, depending upon what your CPA says. Do you use a tax preparer? Yes. Okay. Yes. I, yeah. So well, I would call that person and just tell them, listen, I'm I'm looking to get out of these bonds. I want to move this into a high yield savings or a CD. How do you want me to redeem them to minimize the tax implications? They may say it's not going to make a difference. Let's just go ahead and do it all right now. Uh, or they may say, let's spread it out over two tax years. Well, have they been accruing interest all this time? No, no. The interest is accredited at the end uh, when you redeem them then at that point, the interest will be credited, and then it's taxable. So it doesn't matter what the interest rate. My son was saying that if the interest rate is higher now, I should do it while it's high and not wait till it's low. Oh, no, it doesn't matter. You, you're you earning that interest that you were due for each uh, six-month period based on the uh, the composite interest rate that was available. So, you know, you're, you're going to get every bit of the interest you were entitled to, um, you know, every six months. And then when you redeem it, they'll actually credit the money. Great. Thank you so much. All right. Enjoy Thanks. your show. Well, thank you, Karen. God bless you. We appreciate your call today. Uh, 800-525-7000 is the number to call. By the way, uh, if you'd like to submit a question electronically, we always love your calls, but the lines fill up quickly. And perhaps you've got a question you would like to have uh, me uh, address on the air. You can actually now just send an email, askrob at faithfi.com. That's askrob at faith the letters F-I dot com. All right, uh, to Chattanooga. Hi, Gary, go ahead. Hi, Rob. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Now, I, I am uh, 67 and planning on working until I'm 70 to get the max benefits. My wife was uh, necessarily on disability until she turned 65 and then she rolled over. 
My question is, I, I'm not. I'm totally confused about the spousal benefits. Okay. How that applies and when that when that becomes ap- applicable. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so basically, um, your spouse is eligible for up to fifty percent of your benefit. The spouse has to be at least age sixty-two, uh, or have a qualifying child in their care. Um, and then again, it goes up to fifty percent. Now, keep in mind uh, that's if they wait till full retirement age. Uh, they can get up to 50% of your benefit. If they take it early, which they could take it as soon as 62, they're going to have a reduced benefit. Um, So you just need to make sure that it makes sense. The one reason why some folks go ahead and take it at 62, even though it's reduced, is they might take the spousal benefit and let their benefit grow based on their own work record and then switch later. But uh, you can take it as early as 62, but you'd be locking in a reduction of that benefit, probably about 30% of your spouse's benefit at 62 versus 50% at full retirement age. So just uh, make sure that it's a good time and make sure you have a strategy to maximize it before you take it. Well, once again, our time went by way too fast, but tune in next time and we'll do it all over again. Before we go, I'd like to thank our incredible production team, Amy, Devin, Jim, Robert, Brandy, Rob, and Ben. Couldn't do it without them. Have a great rest of your day and I'll see you again next time for another edition of Faith and Finance. Faith and Finance is provided by Faith by and listeners like you. 